Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? So yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Stevie Francis, Francis was doing something does else. crack he was doing something cocaine. Else. I, I got you. He's doing okay, else. he does some type of drug that is very addictive and probably deforms your face. Back with another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. Josue Pavone here, Joel Pavone, Sean Dutra, fellas. How are we doing today? Yo! What's going on? What's up? Nothing better than a weekend podcast. I mean, you got the Celtics coming off that three-game road trip, taking care of business, minus what we saw in Houston. But, you know, you'll, you'll take that loss, right, any any day of the week. We can talk a little bit about that as well. But overall, what I want to get into right at the top of this episode is how the Celtics offense has just been so efficient throughout this entire stretch since the All-Star break. I mean, they're averaging 117 points a game. I don't think we've seen a Celtics team score this many points throughout this type of, you know, what, seven-game span. When's the last time we've seen the Celtics score this many points? It's been a while, especially specifically with this team this season. You know, my question is for you guys is when did this – how did this come together so well? And Sean, don't tell me it was Marcus Smart because – I won't tell you. We're going to talk about the defensive side of things. You You can give him credit for that, which, by the way – Celtics have been giving up a lot of points. I know they've been turning in, they've been translating in, into wins, those stretches where they give up a lot of points. However, the defense hasn't been the story of this team. It's been the offense. Well, third, the third best offense since I, the All-Star break. I, you can't totally disregard the fact that since Marcus Smart's come back, the offense have turned on. But Oh, yeah, because he's just he drops 20 points a night. Right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's not like Terry Rozier, who's been putting double-digit points ever since he had his first start. Sure. Sure. Well, he's not a big assist guy, though. I guess, like, that's what I'm trying to say. No, I, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. I'm not discrediting him. You know, I, I'm just I was, I was going to move right on from it, guys. I wasn't even going to go into it. <laughs> the bench, I though. I you had something. I, I, I was just, I, I just didn't want to, I just want you to understand that, like. The bench, though, has been huge. Yes, yes. That's what I was trying to get at. I'm okay. not trying to say that Marcus Smart has nothing to do with this, but we're hitting shots. It's what it comes down to. Like, you, you look at, I mean, Al Horford struggled. Now he's been turning it on. Kyrie Irving has been. You know, when he's on, Minus he has Houston been game, yeah. fire. Like, absolute fire. Like, mm. the other night he was shooting away 60% from the field. Yeah, but you know what's helped that, too? Second unit. Yeah. I mean, you put Kyrie on ice for as long as you can without sacrificing the game. You bring in a fresh Kyrie, he'll drop seven, eight, nine points within a, what, a six, seven-minute span. I mean, we've seen that throughout the regular season. But when he does it, when the Celtics have a legitimate, significant lead, oh, it's game over. Yeah, I think you, I think you noticed... Uh, significant strides from Marcus Morris as your bench producer. Love Marcus Morris. I, li- I think like wh- when you're looking at this offensive explosion, he's playing with confidence now. I feel like he's finally got gotten like into the rotation. Like he just he knows he what he's going to get per mm-hmm. night. He knows his role, and it's score off the bench. And he thrives in that role. Well, he said he it. Absolutely right? thrives in that role. He said it. He's like, no one can guard me. None of them boys can guard me. <laughs> you know what? Fine. <laughs> I, I, I love that, that attitude. He's a, he's a beast right now. I do. I, I love it. I, 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 I love think, I think he's becoming the better twin. I love that. Who hated that trade? Who hated that trade off the bat? <laughs> just, just a minute, guys. Come on. Who hated that trade? I mean, we hated the trade. Did. We hated the trade because of what they gave up. We didn't know what we were getting back. I tried to tell you. No, you tried to say defensively. You didn't say he was going to be like this. <laughs> All right. No, I'll, I'll, just saying. I'll accept it. I'll eat crow. Listen, listen. Serve it up. I'll, I, I'm with you, Sean. Because you know, know what? I thought that you could trade Avery Bradley in the regular season. But obviously, the kind of regular season he's had this year, that would have been a huge mistake because his value would have dropped well, we dramatically. Got, we could have got Blake Griffin if we just waited. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, you're right. Man. I mean, you never know. <laughs> no, I think Tobias Harris had a little bit to Maybe. do with that deal. Nah, man. You know, you just it's give all, up. You give up. You give up. Uh, Shemi and uh, Avery Bradley would have been good. Done, Done deal, huh? Yeah. Done. No, I, I think I think this <laughs> doc's like, yeah, I'll take it. Shemi, <laughs> 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 is there an H in there? Uh, is it Shemi? Shemi? Which one is it? Is, is he Jewish? All right, that's fine. Let's just bring him over. Jeez. Is he Jewish? <laughs> what? Where did that come from? Shebby, Shebby. His name is Shebby. I don't know what. I don't know what the Shebby came from. Fucking... Is that a Jewish guy? He's Al Pacino <laughs> and, and, and Casino. Here you go. Oh my god. <laughs> Shebby Groovy. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't even close. <laughs> this episode's getting off the rails quickly, guys. That's what that was five minutes. Five five, that's what happens five when you have when you have a quote unquote when you have a quote unquote like spring break, even though it outside is nothing like spring right no, now. Nothing. But yeah. Nothing. We that, get back, and of course, it's a, it's a, it's a weekend podcast. It's yes. a weekend podcast. Yeah. That, that doesn't help. Well, All right, another weekend from Al Pacino. All right, let's uh, let's <laughs> let's refocus. Let's refocus. Okay, so Marcus right. Morris, yes, Marcus Smart, the key, the key, Terry Rozier. I mean, this bench just continues just to get stronger, continues to be more consistent. But and it's DNA. Is it the break that's been doing it though. It's it's DNA. Is that the biggest reason why? Hold Do you on, think on, it's on. The, the break? You forgot someone. My man Moose. He's been doing it the last three, four games. Yes, yep. I'll he's right. coming. He's I'll coming along. He's, I'll give it to him. He's, I mean, he scored two points against the Timberwolves, but before that, no, but before that, before that, okay, he had a good game against the Rockets. Yeah, hey, and against the Hornets, like, come on, okay, you Moose is coming along. I'll give it to him. The Moose is loose. <laughs> <laughs> when Moose gone wild, <laughs> you ever see that? That's some of the most riveting television ever, actually. <laughs> If you haven't seen that, just Google it. It's, it's awesome. Right, I'll give you that one. All Moose right. are some of the biggest creatures you've ever seen. They just go wild. Right, anyways, uh, Greg Monroe is not, is not, you don't give credit to Greg Monroe in this. It's, I just said the last it, few it's games. It's the Marcuses and Rosier. You know, you know, Tice too, Tice the, as well. It's Tice too yeah. because I was watching a game the other night and I guess the Timberwolves in the fourth quarter, Kyrie was on the bench and Horford was on the bench and they just kept running with that group of Rozier, Smart, Morris, Tice. And it was like the minutes kept getting down. And they didn't bring Kyrie back into the game until it was like minute five, minute five four, yeah, minutes yeah. left in the game. And then him and it was still about off. a nine, eight-point yeah. swing. Yeah, yeah. And then, then they came back in, and they scored, I think, probably what? They combined for 15. Ten of the last. They combined for 15. Kyrie had eight out of that 15. So Stevens yeah. is trust, trusting his bench, trusting which is the bench a good be, sign. Which you know, is great. A couple, yeah. couple weeks left in the regular season, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think, I think you're, you're reaping the benefits of – of having a, a deeper team. And one of the things that I think is is strange about this team is that the starters, minus Kyrie and, uh, and Al Horford, basically I'm talking about Tatum and Brown, are so young that they're your starters, where your veterans are on your bench. Okay, yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is a different... Even though Tice... He, I mean, he's, he's considered a rookie. He I get it, but like he's, he's, know, but he's, he's, he's 25 he's years 20, old. Yeah, yeah he's you know been playing like professional since he was 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not coming off your bench. You're yeah, not relying off them to come off your bench. Like yeah. You have a veteran-laden bench led by Marcus Smart that's able to produce. And I think you're seeing the value of that. It's like it's you know if you have a great game from Tatum and he's feeling it, you can leave him in there and mm. be okay. Which we saw Brad Stevens do against Minnesota. Exactly. Right? You, had, you had Tatum, and then you had the rest of the second unit along with him to yep. sort of you know neutralize the, the, the floor and the and and point of attack, especially against a team that essentially you know doesn't have Jimmy Butler guarding the wing. So there's a, there's a benefit for that for Tatum to be in that line. Oh yeah. And then also down low, you look at um, what's his name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now. Malik Belicia. Bel- Belicia. He scored. Freaking- Thirty has a, points has a career night. Career night, man. But when you when you when you look at this other team that has, I like to call him the so Croatian guys, Kelly Olynyk. Took advantage. No, took <laughs> so, full advantage. Jimmy Butler was out, so that's good. Something like that. But when you look at how many guys can score, you know, over six, eight, nine points on this other team, we're talking about six, seven guys, and they were able to do it that night. It's just too much offense for the Minnesota Timberwolves to counter. The Celtics need that kind of offense to to beat top-notch teams and i'm not saying minnesota is one of those top-notch teams but you're seeing that type of momentum that you want to see out of this group before they face teams like the back-to-back yeah. well not back-to-back but the two games in one week against the toronto raptors that i can't wait to see what happens yeah. there yeah. against uh the the washington wizards that come to town next week you know they have these two really tough teams and a, a team in which of course the toronto raptors i mean they 
they're not slowing down, guys. I mean, they just knocked off the Houston Rockets, snapped their losing, uh, snapped their winning streak rather, and all of a sudden it's like, which team is going to fold first, the Toronto Raptors or the Celtics, or are they on a on a collision course to to face each other in this huge matchup that's going to ultimately decide the top of the Eastern Conference? Well, not man, according to Charles, it's going to be Cleveland and Toronto. Yeah, Charles not, doesn't. Wait, wait, not, wait. not not Washington anymore. Apparently, he, he doesn't believe in the Celtics. He's no, the Celtics can do it. No, get out of here. No, Charles Barkley. No, that's so weird because Charles Barkley always gives the Celtics the benefit of the doubt since like KG and and, and Paul Pierce. Yeah, man. Around. Always. Yeah, man. Not last year. Not last year. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, dude. Oh, okay. dude when Paul <laughs> Pierce, said not last year. When Paul Pierce I, and Kevin okay. Garnett. I see. It's always it's, it's team, always it's always like they're I too old. Sarcasm. Like when during those days it was they were too old. And now they're too young. That's he not gave reasoning. the Hawks the benefit of the doubt in 08. <laughs> I understand Bo- the joke now. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the Hawks the benefit of the doubt in 08 before game seven. He said this team could not get the Celtics. Totally whiffed. Said Cleveland, there's no chance they're going to get past Cleveland. And then when it came down to Detroit in the Eastern Conference Finals, he was like, I'm going to take Detroit in, in seven games. Like <laughs> Reputation. Th- that's just the level of non, like, I will not give the Celtics any credit whatsoever. That Charles Barkley's been on for over a decade now. Let's talk about, though, the way the Celtics have been playing offensively. Like, the fact that you just mentioned there's five, six, or seven guys that are averaging double figures. Like, that's one of the first things we talked about during that 16-game winning streak early in the season, right? That the depth of this team is going to help, especially come playoff time. Because other than Kyrie, we all know Kyrie is going to do what Kyrie does. But when you got guys like Terry Rozier coming in, scoring 14 points, Grabbing seven rebounds, Marcus Morris, who's just—he's been a beast lately. Mm. Like that's like if if everything goes according to plan in terms of like health wise, this team is going to be dangerous. Like it's going to be a deep playoff run. Yeah, I I think the biggest takeaway from this recent post All Star break success is the versatility of this team. Right? Yeah. It used to be we, but the big first half of the season, this was not a great offensive team. It was all on defense. If they didn't hold the defense, their person, yeah. their team under under points. You know, they may they may not beat that team. Right now, it seems like they flipped the switch, and Brad Stevens just said, "No, you guys can score too." So forget about the, defense. Let's score right. as many points let's as we turn, can. Let's tonight. turn up the intensity, yes. especially in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. You're seeing a completely different team that we a saw right before the All Star break. Team. Before the All Star break, I mean, it's like they couldn't they couldn't pick up a win. I mean, they got their asses handed to them by the Clippers. They got their asses handed to them by teams before that. And then you had Brad Stevens talking after the game, saying like. We need everyone to contribute yeah. offensively. Like it's just it's not enough. I and think, then boom, you know, one week later after the break, we see a completely different team. I think we're getting into the the point of I mean, Brad they're, Stevens' they're still career, still, but yeah. where he's he's the best coach in the NBA, the best case. coach in the NBA. You can make a case for that, yeah. But no, no, no matter no matter where the, the Celtics finish in the regular season, he won't get that that credit though. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> But he is the best coach in the NBA. Like, when look, you look but, at the, look at this team, but look, but it's funny you say that. But what's the not the knock, but what's the the one thing that analysts say about Brad Stevens, the best young coach in the sure. NBA, mm-hmm. right? They 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 always preface that, yeah, because it's like, oh, he he gets the best out of people. I mean, obviously, we've seen Isaiah Thomas, we've seen Jay Crowder, we've seen Avery Bradley. Look at look at Daniel Tice, man. Yeah, this guy's a rookie coming out of nowhere, and he can play solid. Great, great minutes, fucking pickup. Solid minutes for the number two team in the Eastern Conference. That doesn't happen if you don't have a good coach. Yeah, but I think after this season, you and you Baines. can't put him in that. You can't put him back in that sentence, though, right? No. I mean, that five year window is is going to be done. You know that that first five years of, of Brad Stevens coaching in the NBA, you can't call him a young coach anymore. You call you you can call him a, a, almost a seasoned coach because of what he did with this franchise from from developing a, a completely rebuilding phase and turning it into a legitimately uh, a championship contending team without Gordon Hayward. Their second best player in Gordon Hayward. Yep. Their biggest freight agent signing of all time. You almost forget well, on. that he's on this team. Let me let me let me ask you this though. Whether Gordon Hayward comes back or not this season, is there like a lot of pressure on him in terms of like the way this team has performed so far, and then you're like, oh, they're doing this good without Gordon Hayward. So imagine when he comes back. Yes, if it happens no this question. year or yeah. if it's if, it come, if it year. comes back this year. If he comes back this year, it's like awesome. Great. It's a little gravy. Yeah. But then like next year starts the season with we were the number two team in the Eastern Conference, and we now are adding Gordon Hayward. It's the addition. It's their offseason signing. Dude. Yeah, but you know what everyone's going to say, though? Oh, well, you know, Jason Tatum's going to – 
you know, you're taking shots away from Tatum, taking shots away from Jalen Brown. If they say that, they're idiots. Well, at the end of the day, though, what, what's what's going to happen when he has a slow start? Oh, it's like, well, you know, they need to listen. Baines doesn't need to need, start. They need it's to like, play. Like Reggie, Baines does not need to start. It's like what it's like what our boy Reggie Miller said that no one expected to see this production out of Tatum. Actually, let's, because of because of Gordon Haywood, right? Let's let's <laughs> let's let's take a pause real quick. To just say fuck Reggie Miller. I know, I know. We all we, we we all don't like him. We know that. Everyone can just agree to you know. Yeah. Uh, fuck Reggie Miller. Worst commentator in the world. Agreed. Sean was very upset specifically with Reggie Miller after. Oh, I was uh, too. What happened to to Jalen Brown in, in in Minnesota? Listen, I was freaking out because Jalen Brown was on the ground after that awful awful hit, like off all of his. Top of his body, it was bad. That yeah, was it looked, bad. It looked, it looked, it looked bad. Yeah. Thank God, it seems like he's gonna be all right. He's just, you know, concussed as fuck. But you know, you can get get over that eventually. Yeah, I mean, he tweeted least, out. He's at like, least he, has, he has a really bad yeah. headache, but he's he's okay. So that's yeah, good. So he's really good. He'll probably be out for like. I I hope they hold him out for like two weeks. He's in a concussion protocol. Concussion yeah, protocol, protocol, which yeah. which yeah. means sit in a dark room for two weeks. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like Al Horford, remember? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just glad he's okay because you know it didn't look good. He he wasn't moving for so long. I no, mean, that was three scary, four man. minutes. It was really scary because we're Yo, talking about a life, you, a potential life altering and you seen injury. You, you know? seen on the football field when like somebody gets into that literal fetal position mm. where their arms are just out and they just go and just like I'll go up to the head and then the body like curls over. That's ha- that happens when your body like freaks the fuck out. It just gets into that position of like. That's the comfort position. I thought when it first happened, before they sh- they showed the replay like fifty times afterwards. Good job, TNT. Um, when Holland, he when he is. when he clenched his fist and he like had his arm up, I thought shit. He landed on his arm, other than his back and his and his neck, obviously. And when they All right, re- Reggie when, Miller. No, but when they no, but I'm saying, but when they showed it, when they showed the replay the first time, I was afraid to see like his arm twist, but it didn't. So I was like, okay, I think he was just more. In shock of how he fell. I think he the was worst part fucked was fucked up. I think yeah. the worst fucked the, up. The worst part was when Reggie Miller goes, "Listen to, listen to the yeah, sound." No, 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 no. It's like, no, let's no, play, I, let's I play it again, to, and let's listen to, yeah, it's like let's listen to how he falls, and it's like listen to what wanna... could be his skull Meanwhile, hit the ground. Reggie Miller is listen to the sound. Yeah, he's like, ah, he, he's yeah, like, he's yeah. like, ah, that was it. He's like, once again, guys, once again. And Kevin like, Harlan. Kevin Harlan. I love Kevin Harlan, but Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller shouldn't be commentating. Celtics game going Ke- forward was, ever again. Was Kevin Harlan the Gordon Hayward guy too? Yeah, yeah, they were both. Okay, both you know what? Them. I I, I that's love. Why, that's you know why what? I said both. You know what? Then 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 fuck Kevin Harlan. I love Carl- I love no, Kevin Harlan. No, but- you know what? I used to love Kevin Harlan, but remember when? Remember when he? Remember when Gordon Hayward went down? He goes, "What did he say?" He goes, he goes "Oh, he's broken his leg. Broken his leg. Yeah, he's broken his leg immediately." And yeah. it's like, "Whoa, didn't see that coming." And then last night he goes, and he's concussed right off the bat. And I was like, "Whoa, how do you know that? How do you?" How do you know that? And you <laughs> but look- you know what that is, right, Sean? This is that that that's that classic. If it's as bad as it is, you'll be hearing me say this. Yes, call this yeah. every single time they show this play, which is a little selfish on his part. But at and the same time, yeah. he that's just what, gets into it. That's what know? commentators do. It's yeah, like you know, it's to, like when way too when, into it. Remember the grand slam by uh, by Big Poppy and against the against the Tigers in the ALCS. What about yeah. it? When the dude, when the yeah, dude, when he, he tied it. the game up, and then the, this the, game is tied. This of, game is tied. Instead of being concerned with fucking what, who, are, whoever, who was the one that flipped over? Oh, Tory Hunter. So, yeah, with Tory Hunter, Hunter yeah. like see if he was all right. He was just like, this game is tied. This game is tied. <laughs> and then no, the, the, the best part the is the cop had him. Yeah, the best part. <laughs> yeah, right. The cop put his hand up. Like, <laughs> ah! The best part <laughs> is joke. Cop, by the way. <laughs> the best part is Joker Siglion, and I think Tory Hunter is hurt. I think Joe. I think Hunter might be hurt. Uh, you, <laughs> you just hear the crowd going nuts, and they're like, you know, the cop is David still, Ortiz. The, the cop still has his hands David up. David like, Ortiz. <laughs> David Ortiz. Three and times. And I think Tory Hunter is uh, bleeding from his head. <laughs> Reggie think. Miller comes in, and his neck, and his back. Broken. Listen to the sound again. I think Tory Hunter uh, is deceased. It's like, what? It's what? Come on, guys, really? Tory Hunter. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and it looks like Tory Hunter impaled his head through the bullpen spike. <laughs> while, the, while the cop still has his hands up, like, yeah, Grand Slam. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, no. Well, actually, okay, let's pull it back. The injury was horrific. Thank God. It was Jalen, horrific, yeah. Thank God Jalen Brown's okay. Right. And fuck TNT and Reggie Miller and all that. <laughs> all right, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, any early predictions minute, who takes this place in the starting lineup, guys? You, want, you guys want to do that? No. M- Mook, uh, Mookie. Mookie. Morris. Mookie's going to take. Uh, yes. I was actually gonna say your boy, Smart, actually. 
I think it's Morris. Okay. Cool. Well, I think, the I think other market, sorry. Right. Yeah, right. I think it's Morris because. Oh, I thought you were trying to talk. Never mind. Are they trying to make a joke with the, with the Red Sox? You said you said Mookie. I was like, what are yeah, you talking Mook, about? Mook Morris. That's what they call. That's no, a nickname for Mar- Marcus think, yeah, Morris. Yeah, it it's, it's like it's one of his handles. Mook. Yeah. Go to Mookie, go to, go to, go to Instagram, man. It's like Mook. No, I don't it's not Mookie. Mook. It's Mook. Mook. All right. But I call it Mookie. No, man. I, I, you, you keep Morris off the bench because you know what's gonna happen when he, he's gonna get too comfortable, and then when he has to go back to the bench, his head's gonna get too big. Yeah, you're probably right. This is This is where I'm supposed to be. Smart knows, like I'm here just because you know I'm here. But you know what? Smart's DNA. Smart brings the Celtics DNA. What about Larkin, guys? Larkin, you know, he had a great start when. Why don't you settle down over there? <laughs> Don't bring up Bart Larkin as I'm trying to get on my soapbox to preach about Marcus Smart. All right, I'm the one that says he's gonna start. You're the one that's just like, oh, it's Mook. Marcus Smart is the Celtics DNA. Okay, I was kidding. I'm by just the way, gonna guys say that out there who's gonna like you know kill me on the in the YouTube comments. He's the Celtics Why DNA. Why would you say Shane Larkin? He is. He is, and you can't deny it. So we're gonna go. I'm sorry. Repeat you, that again. You're gonna go completely small here. You're talking about Smart. Where at the at the two? What? what, what you say Smart? Smart is the Celtics DNA. So you can put him in the starting lineup for. I don't Jaylen. care if he's in the starting lineup. No, he's he's still, he's, oh, he still says Marcus Morris. Still the most valuable player on this team. He's the most valuable player on this team. Who do you say? If he's the most valuable player on this team, no, who's no. starting? <laughs> no, I, I think I think it's smart, but not because I think he's the most valuable player on this team. I just think because then you get you get uh, Terry Rozier gets more minutes off the bench, so it becomes Terry Rozier and Marcus Morris. Yeah, I, I think, think Rozier, Rozier could pro- probably even fight for that starting role. Ah, oh, you took my spot, man. Oh. I love the Rozier Kyrie Irving combo. I would love to see Rozier. I'm, I'm cool with I mean, whatever. You can say whatever. That at the end of the game, we, offense. we've been we've been seeing instant offense. I, 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 I think, I think it's going to be situational. I think it's going to be situational against who they're playing. No, but I really at do. The end, but lately, at the end of the games, we've been seeing Kyrie, Rozier, and Smart. Exactly. Brad so, Stevens has already been experimenting with it. But that's, oh, but, yeah. but, but that's why I think Rozier is better better suited coming off oh, the yeah. bench because he takes Marcus Smart's role. Jalen doesn't right, always but, close games. No, I understand that. But if if, if Jalen Brown is not because I kind of think at the end of the day, Jalen Brown for the most part will defend. The, the best player on the other team. So if you take him out and of the he's mix, not even a good defender. I think you go with. He's better than you get him credit for. I think you go with um, instant offense in the backcourt, and then you got Jason Tatum in that spot to defend. And of course, you know, you got uh, the guys down low and, and, and uh, Horford and, and Aaron Baines. But Tatum would have to step up and defend the wing. You lose a little size, though. So I think. You lose I a think little size, but that offense and that speed, like the way this offense is going. I don't think you can going, do that against Indiana. But I think the way this, I think the way this offense has been so hot lately, you want to keep that going, and I think the best way to do that is you put Rozier in that lineup. Well, actually, maybe actually against Indiana, you probably could because Bogdanovich is whatever, right? Yeah, but you could start Morris against Indiana. No, I'm talking about That's Rozier. Not bad. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you could. I think you could go either way. I mean, I, I, I mean, smart, smart. You've seen smart, you know, guard like threes and fours. Yeah, I think I think if you want to, if you want to really but. see what you got in Rozier. You give him another shot at the starting lineup with Kyrie starting. Like, that's mm. the big thing. Is like, Rozier did all his damage this year, like his big games as a starter without Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but he's still, he's still putting up great numbers. Sure. But I just the, think, but I just think like, but he's playing, he's playing more at the end of the game. That's what I'm saying. You're going to be coming to a decision very quickly about Terry Rozier. I think right now you he's already, you still got a year. What's the decision? But you already have to decide Marcus Smart's going to be on this team. And you're probably going to try to sign him for under, under 10 mil. Right, not if one team comes out and gives them like twelve, thirteen. Which there's teams out there that could, they could, they could. Doesn't mean the Celtics have to match it. They don't. Mm-hmm. They're right. But I think you, you. Uh, I, I see what you're saying. If Marcus Marcus signed, it's the beginning of the end for for Rozier. No, I mean, I mean, is it so? the beginning of the end? It or can he show that like, hey, you know, maybe it's worth. <laughs> He's gonna get a similar deal than Marcus Smart. No, yeah. he'll he'll get more than Marcus Smart. I think. I, other teams will look at him and say, "I value him more than because he can score." Like he, he'll get a bigger deal than Marcus Smart. Well, probably, I mean, but Marcus I, Smart is only only good in, is on on teams that are going to be competing. Like you don't want Terry Rozier is like the perfect player for. Uh, no, I, get, I, get what, I, I don't know the Orlando Magic to go out and sign and say, "Hey, you're the face no, get, of the franchise for the next four years." I get what you're saying. Score but, twenty points a night, and then we're gonna lose every game. I know. know? I, I see what you're saying, but what if you know? What if you're Marcus Smart? Put yourself in his position. Celtics offer you eight or nine, ten. Let's just, just for the sake of argument, ten. And another team is like, hey, we got you like 12, 13, 14. Okay. Here's, here's I guess how you say it. Same price. You got to pick one. Smart or Rozier. 
I mean, I think I think we've had this conversation. I think Rozier has a higher ceiling. Well, now that because we're now, see, but now, the, now that you've seen the way the season has gone, we had just we had this conversation at the beginning of the year. Marcus Smart. I'm still saying Rozier because the, because of the effect Kyrie has had on Rozier, and so they play together long term. I'm still on Marcus Smart. But uh, obviously, you've changed <laughs> your tune. It's close, but I think that scoring that you get out of Rozier, you're going to see out of guys like heck Hayward, for example, Tatum. Tatum's going to continue to develop. Uh, Jalen Brown is going to continue to develop. Whereas Terry Rozier, I mean, he could get He's a little still. better, but for the most part, I think you you would take that lockdown defense from Marcus Smart. That that aspect of his game you will take over Rozier. If you're talking about in that same scenario, of course, same price. You have to pick one. I think Smart gets the edge because of he's carved out such a role that no one can really duplicate or match for that price in this hypothetical situation. I guess. Thank you. All right. I still think Rosier is a better. But uh, yeah, he's I a better score and a rebounder. I don't think anyone's crazy if no. they say Rosier over Smart. It's yeah. I never thought it's it was. Close. And I, 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 well, it's I don't close. think it's close. But you don't think it's even close. No, I think I don't. I don't think the contracts are going to be far apart. But I don't think it's close. Like for this team, for Brad Stevens and the Boston Celtics. It's Marcus Smart for this team. Yeah, it's Marcus Smart. It, yeah, they're nothing. At the end of the Marcus. day, Rosier could probably, will most likely be a better player. In, but yeah. he'll be a better. Team, he'll be, he'll, for this team, I think Marcus Smart's better. Smart's not going to get any better than what he is. And I love Smart for what yeah, he does. Yeah, I agree. I like, agree. You know, defensively, obviously, I'll never knock him for you know his knack for defense. But he's not going to become a better shooter. Rosier has proven that in year three. Yeah, but I don't think you have. You're not in the position. Like if it, you're not in the position to groom Terry Rosier. To be like your next guy, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not. Gonna, it's not that he's going to be unless your next Kyrie's guy. not resigning. But Rosier's destined to be a star in this league. Yeah, you I mean, can't you say s- that about Smart. Yeah, Smart. You put him. You put him. In, you put him in as a starter in the position that they put Rosier in. Does Smart react the same way? I don't think so. No, you're probably you're probably right. You're probably right. But I mean, I think if you're trying to win a championship with the team that you have put in front of you, with Gordon Hayward, with Kyrie Irving, with Al Horford. With Jason Tatum, with Jalen Brown, it's Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart fits that lineup better. Not if another team wants to give him a shitload of money. We shall see. All right, let's uh, let's look ahead on the schedule here. Sean Dutra's. When you look ahead. All right, Sean. It's been a while. Got a light schedule though. But why did I get the uh, feeling you're going to say this? I was going to go two and zero. Well, let's see you explain why you oh. think that. I can't go against my boy Oladipo. Oh, that is your boy. Oladipo. Did you have him top 10 on the list? No, you had him top 15, right? Top 15 over John Wall. But Oladipo and the Pacers. Another one of my boys, Miles Turner, come into the garden on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 7.30 start. Why are they starting at 7.30 on Sunday? I have Sunday? no idea. I was. I'm, I'm not happy about it either. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, football's not on. What's well, there's no college basketball either. Selection Sundays at six. That's, I thought, I thought there was, is college basketball. I thought I was earlier in the day. There is college basketball on all day. Probably what it is. That's what it is. Anyways, Pacers coming. Uh, so Celtics have a have a nice two game homestand right now. Pacers Wizards. You gotta make up for the fact that you shat all over your pants. During that four-game streak, when you had Pacers, Raptors, Wizards, uh, Cavs, well, you can't. Well, they beat the Pacers and the Wizards. But you shat on your pants. <laughs> you shat on your pants. Yo, don't sleep on Indiana. I mean, obviously, we saw what happened the last time these two no, teams Indiana's made, the faced one, each other. But Indi- they've been they, they've been hot this this past what since the All Star break. So Another Indiana's team. the one team that I don't want to see in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, then, could you then, imagine that? And then Orlando on Friday, right? Orlando on Friday, but who cares about that? <laughs> I'm just saying. Right now, if the season ended today, it was like a four-way tie in the East right yeah. now. So <laughs> it'd be like one playoff <laughs> there's, there's for like, like five days straight. Just the one tiebreakers, like uh, like uh, former All Stars on team. That's what it's going down to. How many former All Stars you had in 1994? <laughs> They're all tied up until 1994, where like the Bucks are like, we had Glenn Robinson this year. And Sam Cassell, and the Heat are like, we got Glenn Rice. Baker. We'll get Glenn Rice to come back. And- <laughs> Shoot us back into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, literally every day it changes, but the Celtics could be playing the Pacers, the Bucks, the Bucks, the Heat. or the Heat, or even the Pistons. Give me the goddamn Heat any day of the week. And also, too, I'm just gonna say this: I don't want the number two seed. You know what happens if you're the number two seed? 
You got to play Cleveland in the second round. I don't want that. They need to catch the Raptors. This well, the, this the number one conference. But wouldn't the, it be better to knock off? You no, try to try to knock off. No, the, the, the Cavaliers. No, as vulnerable as they no. are right now, I thought you're not even worried about the Cavaliers. No, I'm not worried about the Cavaliers. But you only want to face them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Thank you. Yes, I don't want to have to face them earlier than I need to. Pero, I would much think, rather. Pero, pero you, think, you think that that extra week and a half is going to really uh, I would, do some damage I, yes, from LeBron because James? Guess what? His, Kevin his Love won't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like he'll get injured or have a cry, write a letter about how he cries all the time. Oh man, it's messed up. Jeez. I know. I just, I just feel like at the end of the day, would you rather go through? So, so here, here's why I'm saying this. Would you rather go through the Cavs and the Raptors? Well, for those that believe, no, listen, listen, wait. No, no, but for those that believe that, but it doesn't matter. Be Cleveland, you so don't. Why no, does no, it no. matter when you play them? It does because you don't have to play Cleveland. If you're the number one seed. You have to play either Cleveland or Toronto. I mean, they will play each other. Wait, yeah, you don't have to play both. Yeah, why do you have to? Why do you want to play both? No, I just want you to admit that you're worried about Cleveland because you said no, that Cleveland wouldn't, wouldn't even get past the first round after the trade, I, yeah. and now you're saying you don't want to see him until the third round. All right, if you, if you, I don't care really, really what happens in terms of like no, you, you're, you're because, short, because, short-sighted. No, no, short-sighted. Because, no, because if the Celtics are considered the top team in the East. They have to go through one of those two teams, if not both. Fuck no, it. That's what go I'm trying it. to say. One of those two teams. Yes. Why would you choose to go through both? If you could then go through like. I mean, you're not choosing to. It just. If if it, if it's if it's the Wizards and Raptors or Wizards yeah. and Cavs. I mean, you, and you don't have to taste face one of the top three teams in the. I, thank you. I, mean, you I want just, that number one seed. But you just said earlier in the episode that the Celtics are going to have the second best record in the, in the East. I don't think I said that. You did. When? You did. When we, were th- when we were talking about Brad Stevens, you were like, oh, the Celtics, they're going to finish with the second best record in the East, and he should get all this credit, especially with all the players he's had, you know, these young mm-hmm. guys. So it's like you accepting them going to be the second best team in the East. You weren't worried about Cleveland. I think I was the whole just... season, you haven't been worried about Cleveland, but right. now you only want to see them in the East to come and find out when. I don't know. I, I feel like you're worried about Cleveland, but you don't want to admit it. I'm just, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, Cleveland's got LeBron, right? Yeah. If you can avoid LeBron, it's a good thing. If you want to take, if you if you get to the precipice of the Eastern Conference Finals and LeBron's waiting for you there, I think the Celtics can win ten out of ten times this year. But the last thing I want is the Celtics to beat LeBron and the Cavs, which, by the way, they haven't fucking done since LeBron has been back on the Cavs and since fucking two thousand and fucking whatever. What? 10? 2010. It's been eight years since they beat LeBron. So it's not like we have beaten LeBron recently, right? So I'm so just saying, just admit, I think just we can you're beat concerned. LeBron. You're concerned. We can beat LeBron, but then I don't want to beat LeBron and then not get to the finals. Beat LeBron and then be like, oh, now we have to play the number one fucking team in the Eastern Conference. Get the number one seed. The number one seed is very, very, very important to then play the ghost. John Wall will be back for the Wizards, and they'll suck. Or you'll play the Heat. Or you'll play whoever the fuck comes out of that fucking four versus five series. Right? I would much rather play that heaping pile of fucking Eastern Conference garbage than play the Cavs and then the Raptors. I think you you see what I'm fucking saying. No, I see what you're saying. I just okay. I just want you to admit that you're concerned about Cleveland. I'm not concerned about Cleveland. I just don't want to finally beat the Cavs and then... End up in the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to the Raptors. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> All right. If so. there's one, if there's one season that the Celtics could surprise the world, because that's what they're gonna say, and beat Cleveland, it's this year. So why sure. does it matter if they play them a week and a half earlier than they would, you know, in second round versus the third round? Because wouldn't you rather beat Cleveland and go to the NBA Finals? As long as they get there, who the fuck cares who they beat? Well, no, I think you're saying you right. see them see them the avoid the Raptors. Yes. Instead of playing both of them, avoid both. That's because uh, honestly, I, uh, out of the two, it's almost like a coin flip. I mean, they're, they're both going to be tough as others. Let's yes. face and, it. And Toronto, if, you, if you could just Toronto's play one, focused. I'll take one instead of playing both. I, I mean, if the, if if the Celtics are considered this team that can make it to the finals, they're going to have to play them one of them or both, and just just deal with it. That's it. That's it. That's what it is. That's what it boils down to. No, the no, Raptors, no. What the, the, listen, fu- listen, the fuck are you saying? Listen, just get the number listen. one seed and you don't have to do that. 
listen, whether they get the number one seed or not, they're going to see one or the other. Yeah, but you're not going to face both. But you both. don't have to play both, man. I don't know what the fuck. Like, but are you get, blind? Right, listen, I don't know what the, the fuck you're one, looking at listen, right now. If they get the number one seed and Cleveland stays in third, they're going to see Cleveland in the second round. Yeah, but they don't have to see Toronto. No, they won't see them. If they get the number one seed, mm-hmm. they'll play whoever wins four versus five. If you get the number two seed, then you have to play fucking LeBron. I don't want to play LeBron and then have to win. Oh, you finally beat LeBron. Now you have to play the number one seed in Toronto. In Why Toronto's would you gonna want to smell blood? They're going to be like, oh, they're gonna be like finally. Yo, you went to seven against like, yo, LeBron. We, like we, we went through the East without having to and, face the Cavs. Are you kidding me? They'll yeah. be like, what? We only have to be Boston. LeBron, we don't have to play LeBron this year. Everyone is looking at the Eastern Conference the same way the Celtics are, especially Toronto. They smell blood. Everyone no smells blood. No one wants to play LeBron because they feel like, yes, he can be beat this year. But you don't want to be the one that does it. Well, you don't want to have to go through that and then ruin the rest of your final chances. All right, so what? 2-0? Oh? Well, 3-0. Oh. oh, yeah. Who are they even playing? Well, Toronto and Cleveland? 2-0. Oh. I'll just throw Orlando in there, kidding. I guess. 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. Yes, 3-0. It's not nothing new. I don't know. I think they're going to drop one against one of those teams. Well, the Wizards or the Pacers, one of those. If Terry Rozier gets traded to the Orlando Magic and he sends a long-term deal there, then... Which is... Remember how Strong I always thought James Young was going to be a Nick? I feel like Terry Rozier is going to be a Magic. Joel, undefeated this week or what? Uh, no, they'll 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 look like the Magic. I don't know. They're like, <laughs> yeah, it's really know. it's really how I, I'm just looking at how they're going to play against the Pacers and the Wizards. I mean, no one's really no one's really talking about this because the Celtics have been doing so well pretty much since the All Star break. But why is it that Kyrie Irving has to every like? Every month has to take like two or three games off to ice his fucking knee. And and it's always against like a, a sub five hundred team that he takes the takes the time off. It's just Brad. And then and then comes back against the Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just Brad Stevens. I don't think it's just Brad. I think it's him as well. Cause I I think he will never forget missing out in the very first yeah. NBA final series. Like yeah. that that tore him apart. Because yeah. in his mind, he's like we could have won that series. If well, I also, also too. I mean, Dave. So, so Dave, he's looking. He's looking at the long roll. I mean, they both are. On Kyrie. Him and Brad Stevens. They're convinced. They're not going to say it, but they're convinced that this team can win a championship. Yeah. I, well, which I is, think yeah, that, which that's is, that's a legitimate like plan. And in, in their mind, they're going to execute you know precisely and make sure that he is as close to one hundred percent you know come June, which is fine. That's great if that's you know they're looking at the overall big picture. But I think there's some truth to. A report earlier in the year that he still needs a like a minor procedure done on that knee that mm-hmm. was surgically repaired a couple years ago, and so then the answer so far this year is you know let's shut him down every every couple months for like two or three games and then he's back and no you know one, who else needs no one a minor no one thinks procedure? about that who Isaiah well he never got that minor procedure he went the rehabilitation route he didn't you having a Joel conspiracy theory over there. No, not at all. I mean, I don't think the stuff they're gonna fire their their their, their training staff again if mm. if Kyrie ends up needing a minor procedure or not during the offseason. Kyrie's fine. I think it's I think it's just precaution. I mean you're playing into June every in the last three, four years. Yeah. You went to the, he played the Olympics after they won after Cleveland won in two thousand sixteen. And you know and you know LeBron never gave him any off days. He's like, You're the number two bitch, you better play. <laughs> <laughs> no rest days for you. I'm resting, motherfucker. LeBron, I just dropped 26 in the third quarter. That's what you're supposed to do, motherfucker. When I'm sitting, you drop points. That's it. Now what you mean get, you're leaving? Now go get me a milkshake. <laughs> and that's Sean Dutra's... When you look ahead. All right. With that, Sean gives you <laughs> looking ahead. Let's wrap things up. We wrap up every single episode here at the Causer Street Podcast. We take a trip around the NBA with Joel's In Case You Missed It. Bada bing, bada boom. What do you got? In Case You Missed It. In Case You Missed It. We all remember Steve Francis, don't we? Yes. yes. I love Stevie Franchise. Franchise. Well, he's the latest to uh, write an article in the Players' Tribune. He's the latest victim to meth? <laughs> no, actually. Contrary to popular belief, <laughs> Francis was never on drugs. That's a blatant fucking lie. Listen, Are you kidding me? Listen, listen, listen. According to the article, which I read, he was selling crack at 18, but ended up in the NBA by age 22. Okay, good old days, yep. Right? And he says, four year plan. says that he never, ever has done crack in his life. 
That is false. He didn't say any other uh, drugs. He just mentioned crack. No, that's in false. Particular. That's false. He's done crack multiple times. <laughs> How do you know it's crack? Every fucking day of his life. No, he's, I, I'm, he, I'm with you that there's some form of narcotic that he could have experienced, <laughs> experiment with okay. to look the way he looks now. But, the no, way, no, but alcohol, though. It, maybe it's not crack. Or it could just be a lot of alcohol. Yes. You know, we, it has that's nothing what he to do said. with alcohol. Alcohol, on the other hand, has been know. an issue We've with seen, him, especially over the last decade. We've seen ex-NBA players like him who turned to the sauce for quite some time and they, they barbecue? look they look <laughs> they look no, crack, uh, crack much sauce. older than they're supposed Listen, to. However, France, Francis, Francis was doing something does else. Crack he was doing cocaine. something else. I, I got you. He's doing okay, else. he does some type of drug that is very addictive and probably deforms your face. It's either meth, it's either crack, it's either I I don't know. I don't know what other drug I don't know. Maybe he Maybe he loves Advil. I don't know. I was going to say painkillers. Look, yeah, look, he, maybe like maybe he just maybe look. he just pops forty seven oxycontin the man, in the morning. I the don't know. The man grew up in DC <laughs> that, that during the him. crack epidemic, so he's seen firsthand what crack can do to you. He literally looks like everybody from The Wire. <laughs> okay, he looks like motherfucking <laughs> Hamsterdam resident from The Fucking Wire. Okay, he does. Hard drugs. Stop telling. You know what you okay, don't look well, like. Stick with that. Though. Don't say crack. <laughs> it's it like crack. Make it sound like crack is the only one that can make someone look like that. Listen, that's not the only drug that can make listen, someone look like that. Walk by, walk <laughs> by, Stevie Francis. Okay, let me let me see where he's at. And yeah. just make go, a trip to Houston real quick. Houston, and yeah, just go, go to Houston. and just go. Yo, I got the red caps. Two for five. Two not for a, five. And see easy, what he does. It's not His head's place. gonna turn on a fucking swivel. All right. It's not an easy. <laughs> place to navigate in Houston so I don't know if we listen were able to Stevie Francis guess what guess what you not know for what? nothing man that was a, it was a great article though I don't know if you read you know it, what it was, it you know great. what he won't read it he, I, he's, I, he's on the I he's think I will think, eventually right. but maybe not tomorrow I think some I <laughs> think won't jump Fran- to it. Stevie Francis finally realized wait I can write anything that I want and I can just write it and people people may believe it so yeah, I've never done crap. Bro, why the fuck would he life? wait ten years to do that? He's been out of the league since oh seven, oh eight, whatever. He just probably discovered the internet like four. I like what days I like ago. what Joel what says. It's true. He just said crack. Like if if, yeah. if you're if you're adamant about <laughs> anti drugs, like if you're like oh I don't I don't do anything, you're gonna say I haven't done crack. I've never touched any kind of drug. He, all he said in the article was I've never done crack. Yeah, because <laughs> you know and, and, and more because he's he probably got like you know. Yeah, these awful flashbacks of people like just laid out on the streets because they, they've done crack. He sold crack. Yeah. He used to sell crack. But you know so one thing about the article? He's like, I won't touch crack. Did you know did you know one thing about the article in the in the beginning, right? Like it seemed like every like few lines he would say he would talk about like oh and then he, he skipped something else. Well, no, 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 not that. But he would he would um he would talk about like 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 the story when he talked about how Sam Castell took him out all night. He kept yeah, saying like yeah, yeah. all night we hung out and I didn't have a I didn't have a sip of alcohol. And then another part of the article, he's like, "Oh, I did this and that. You know, I, I used to stay up all night, oh, yeah, so yeah, frustrated yeah. when he yeah, got yeah. traded from the uh, um, when he got traded to Orlando, and I didn't have a sip of alcohol. It was almost as if like he was just trying to show you how like looking back in retrospect, he was so surprised that he didn't turn to alcohol sooner, sooner. Yeah. And then once he realized his basketball he career was pretty much shit, over yeah. in the early thir- in his early thirties, he just went straight downhill, which is booze, boozing all day, but." At the same time, though, the handy man will get to you. When you talk about how he, all he said that he was such a heavy alcohol drinker, but he never gave us like how many doses, like yeah, how yeah, bad yeah. are we talking here? Yeah. So that sort of yeah, leads okay, me to believe you, know you turn to something else. Maybe you had something I mean, else. He looks high. He looks like you don't want to. You don't want to reveal. What was that fucking show when about? He the looks twenty years older than he should. <laughs> yes. At least. What was that show? Intervention. <laughs> On Annie. I've seen a lot of people who were alcoholics that drank like the. You know, woke up and just all day every day walked around with the well, bottle, I mean, of, the handle of vodka in the morning. Alcohol does different they things look, to different people. They look better than Stevie Francis, okay? But Stevie doesn't have the skeletal look to him. No, yeah. Stevie's got the puffy ass face. Yes, I, I am not. I'm not debating the fact. I don't know. You seem pretty adamant about the cracky. Yeah, abu- seriously. No, 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 no. I'm not debating the fact. You were that like, he, no, nothing else but crack. No, not no, even no, weed. No, 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 no. Just crack. No, no. I'm not. His lips have been burnt on crack pipes. That's what you're saying excessive amounts of alcohol but it's also he does excessive amounts of a, a car drug probably crack cocaine <laughs> okay if you had to guess if i had to guess i would guess probably crack cocaine because his teeth are still intact 
I'm rooting against meth. <laughs> I don't think even Stevie Francis wouldn't go down the meth pipe. He doesn't have the Bob Ryan's. He doesn't have the Bob Ryan's teeth. <laughs> Bob Ryan. Now, if you told me Bob Ryan <laughs> did some type of hard drug like crack and meth, probably a mixture. Shout out to you, Nick. What's good? <laughs> I would say, you know what? I saw that one coming. But Stevie Francis, damn. I just hope Stevie Francis, because it's such a good story about obviously how he's able to turn his life around and, and all that good stuff. You know, the coming of age story. Oh, was but I just hope. Around now? No, no I mean, before, before, before we talk about before. Yeah, read the article. Man. He didn't. Read the article. He didn't I'm graduate. Read lies. He didn't graduate from high school, so he had a, he got a GED, went to junior college, and then a, and then Maryland picked him up. I mean, he came into the league at 22. What was, players come into the league at 22 these this years? This dude was selling yeah, rocks, went to a junior yeah. college, went to Maryland, and then went to the NBA. Wanted like to go that, to Georgetown, right? but like, story. you know, John Thompson was like, dude, I just had Allen Iverson and his fucking posse come through here. I can't have you and your people yeah. coming through here, too. So. And Maryland was like, hey, we just had Len, die, Len Bias die, bud. It's been about 10 years. So come on. I don't know if they said that, but yeah. Him and his drug-ass problems. Come on, man. would have skipped it. I'm just thinking like, I'm just thinking like, yeah, I don't know. That type of shit pisses me off. You know, like, oh, people, people growing up poor without their mother and father. That pisses you off. No, oh, he's talking what about the <laughs> fuck? What? Why? Why would you get that? He's talking about. He's talking about. You made it. You made it. Question. Yeah. Drug use. You fucking made it. You are okay. drafted by the Grizzlies. You didn't want to play for the Grizzlies, so you forced a fucking trade. They said, okay, you fucking made an NBA franchise. Trade your ass. To wherever the fuck you wanted to go, you okay. went to where you wanted to go, All right, so and then, then you so you have a successful fucking career. You are one of the most up and coming stars, and then you just like you know what though, I'm gonna get fucked up. See, you're assuming that he was on crack, quote unquote, during his NBA career. That's I mean, whether whether he was on drugs or anything else, it happened after all he I'm left the all, NBA. All I'm saying is that even if it is just alcohol, he went from like. But this happened. He went. He went from it was. And if you you guys remember this, he went from super explosive, athletic Stevie Francis to spot up three point shooter Stevie Francis. Yeah, because he played for blink of a goddamn. He played eye. for a shitty Orlando and New York team. I don't think that Orlando team was that shitty, but and in in two thousand four they were pretty shitty. All right, what else we missed? Well, in case you missed it, the Celtics. Officially, will not put in a bid for the 2022 NBA All Star Game. What? what Are you serious? Took it out. They said nope. They pulled out, I mean, huh? Like, so yeah. the last time the Celtics or Boston has hosted NBA All Star Weekend was 1964. So don't expect Boston to host any All Star mm. Weekend Ugh. anytime soon. You think Stevie Francis pulls out? I don't know how many kids he has, so I couldn't tell you. I don't know about his pullout game. I yeah, guess me either. He probably doesn't have to with all that. Crack cocaine running through his veins. It's something else, man. Something that's not crack. All right, all right. I don't know. Uh, so I can't put my finger on it, but uh, yeah, it's maybe I don't some, judge people like that. Maybe some super, super space something drug. Something else. Maybe, maybe it's Advil. I just hope he's gonna be all right. Because, because you know, that's I don't know. I mean, I don't know what he, what he does for work. He, he didn't Scissor? say anything, but well, in case you missed it, the Rockets have surpassed the Celtics for the most wins. Consecutively this season at 17. Led by MVP, James Harden. True that. Yeah. And so, uh, the Rockets got their streak snapped by the, the Raptors. So I mentioned that earlier in the episode. This is their second longest win streak in their franchise history. Back in 2007. And the Raptors did it. I'm telling you, man. This team is for real. Back in 2000. Back Toronto, in 2000 Toronto's not playing. Back in 2007, they won 22 straight games. So. Guess who broke the streak that year? Huh? Huh? Boston. Uh, yeah. Boston. Boston, dude. Boston, dude. Boston's always breaking yo, all the records, yo, bro. Yo, they fucking swept the triangle yeah, that year. Yeah, dude. We going they down there the with Texas the triangle. You guys are weird. Dorchester <laughs> <laughs> <Do a> kid. <laughs> let's go on a donkey run, kid. Oh, dude. Let's do it. That sounds like the most too obnoxious. Bostonians hey, hey, don't hey, ever want to hang hey, out with. Hey, hey, fuck you, all right? Hey, fuck you and your mother, motherfucker. Hey, man, that's my mother too, bro. Oh, <laughs> shit, my bad. Yeah, you're right. All right, bad. I'll buy donkeys today, all right? <laughs> hey, when we go this, to the packy? Let's go to the packy. I'll buy you a nipper, fucking. 
<laughs> Wild turkey. We can't, <laughs> we can't go to Quincy though. It's a fucking rev over there. Oh no, man. They they're still they're still without power. Fucking national grids just over there gershing off in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> fucking thinking about their mother. Fucking Eversource is holding their ass. That's such a such a Boston thing. It's like personify a company. It's like, yeah, dude, this guy's over here bleeding off, not doing his job. It's like, dude, that's a that's a company, man. That's it's a not, company. It's not a person. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm without power. My about, my Yankee candle. They got that fucking thumbs out their asses. My house smells like apples mixed with mixed with hot cocoa because we got Yankee candles blowing. In the wind over here, because, all right? Because National Grid is a fucking bastard. Because National Grid <laughs> decided they wanted to sit on their ass all day and fucking twiddle their fucking thumbs. <laughs> well, I'm sitting over here freezing. I just picture like a butt going in and out of your mouth, just like a cigarette <laughs> just going in and out. <laughs> on the side of your mouth, just going. Uh, and now I gotta burn these fucking candles that say "fucking Yankee" on them. What ashes, the fuck? ashes, just in the in the wind, just fucking flapping up and down. Just, just powers out. It's like, listen, National Grid, I'm only down to four butts. <laughs> <laughs> no one can take my EBT card without power. All right, what well, else you got? Well, this no, that's that's it. That's I can't, it? I can't yeah. top you that. You can't this, top that. Yeah, this in case you missed it, it's brought oh, to you by the CLNS YouTube channel. Make sure you, you subscribe to that bad boy where you can uh, see the best in audio, video, sports coverage online. You can also listen to us, the Causeway Street Podcast, on there. And that is it for... In case you missed it. Also, um... If you haven't already, I don't know what you're waiting for, but get on iTunes and um, give us a rating. You know, subscribe. Come on, show us some love because we're trying to uh, fucking subscribe, dude. Uh, we're trying. We're trying to do what every other podcast trying to do. Stop sitting on Get some more subscribers. Yeah. Why are you waiting for the fucking power to come back on? You go into the fucking (laughs) iTunes. Exactly. Listen to the Causeway Street podcast. (laughs) This weekend edition of the Causeway Street podcast. (laughs) It's up out of here. Barry Burbank said there's gonna be a storm. (laughs) Stay safe, by the way. There's another one coming. Was it Monday? I'm hearing. Oh fuck, dude. Seems it. <laughs> gotta go to the store and pack up on uh, the new ports. But kid. fucking how, dude? I've got a fucking canoe. Yo, I got an idea. Forecast, kid. I thought a forecast. I thought a fucking ten day forecast, dude. Uh, my now, phone, now, my now, phone is running on one bar. Now y'all got me doing it. Get out of here. All right. No, bro. Real quick though, peep, peep <laughs> our top twenty five list on CausewayStreetBlog.com. Yes, people love that. Zach Pelequin, fucking haters. He's got his list up there and his breakdown of why he chose the players that he chose. Oh, so fuck Zach, dude. Ah, oh, fucking that fucking <laughs> Zach Pelequin. That fucking that even kick that, it with us. That Pelly dude. <laughs> That fucking Pelly. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, get Pelly on. He lives in East Bumfuck now. Yeah, we need to <laughs> yeah. Moved out to East Bumfuck with his mother. <laughs> what zip code is that again? I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, it's called fuckyourmother.com. I said zip, not page. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> on yeah, that note. Check that out. Pelly, get on here soon, man. We miss you, bro. And fucking I'm, follow I'm sure us play, on Twitter. I'm, I'm sure playoff time he'll, he'll, he'll check in like he usually does. All right, bye. On that note, peace. Dorchester kid. Hey, fuck you, all right? Hey, fuck you and your mother.